All we can say is to God be the glory. Isn't that? Then they do a great job for us. Let's give them a hand all together. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, folks. We have uh, have the church spread in the building all around, but thank God they are hearing it. And it is, gives me a great pleasure on a day like this to share a few words from the Word of God and uh, the story of uh, the Jewish nation of old about Thanksgiving. So if you, I'm not going to read uh, those long chapters. If you would like to open your Bibles... Bibles, please, to the book of Joshua, chapter 23 and chapter 24. As I said, I'm not going to read all these verses that you see before you, but I am going to refer to some verses there so we can share the blessing this morning, or rather now, this afternoon, about what God has in store for us on this beautiful morning. And uh, my message, two words today, and I want to make it short and I hope sweet. Okay, two words, remember and respond. Remember and respond. And where is Dean? Two R's. Dean is known about these things. In Joshua chapter 23, we have the first of two farewell addresses by the great commander, Commander Joshua. He was the leader. He was the one to take over from Moses and to get the children of God into the promised land. His words are so encouraging, and I would like to use them to encourage you, encourage myself, encourage us all together to continue this journey that the Lord placed us in. In uh, verse 23, we see him, in chapter 23, we see him uh, gathering all the nation. And uh, especially the leaders, the leaders of the people to tell them, what God has done, or remind them, remind them to remember what God has done with them. And he addresses them in chapter 23, verse 6. And he says, be very firm, then to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, so that you may not turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left hand. And in verse 8, he says, But you are to cling to the Lord, your God, as you have done to this day. You have to cling to the Lord as you have done to this day. And he met with the elders, he met with the uh, leaders, and all the priests. And uh, turn with me to chapter 24. Now, later on, in life, he calls in the whole nation. And he called them in into a big plain, a large plain, the plain where, and he, it says here in 24 verse 1, Joshua gathered 
all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and their judges and their officers and their, they presented themselves before God and he gave them a farewell address. He just wanted to say goodbye. His duties were over. They have conquered most of the land. There are still some land to conquer. But he said, I am going to leave you uh, there to conquer it yourself. And God is going to be with you. But meanwhile, lest you be discouraged. Lest you say, okay, we're only happy with one third of the nation. Or two thirds. Or whatever they have. There are still some, still some tribes that did not yet take their possession there. So, before he went home, before he gave them, as we say, the reins, because he became an old man, and if you notice that young, young warrior in chapter 23, verse 1, he says, and Joshua was old and advanced in years. And in verse 2, he repeats it. He says, I am old and advanced in years. And getting old, he cannot anymore carry the sword that he used to fight 24 hours nonstop as he fought against Amalek. He took over from Moses and he charged the children of Israel all the way to the promised land. Almost 600 years have passed since Abraham was called by God from the Ur of the Chaldeans. And after 600 years, we see that the word of God never failed. And, and I'm here to tell you this afternoon, friends, that whatever the case is with you today, the, law, the word of God will never fail. And it will never fail you. Regardless of the situation you are in. And he, this is what he's addressing to, to these people. He says, I am sincere. I fought with God. I stood with God. He never failed me. Man failed me. But God never failed me. Circumstances failed me. But Jesus never failed me. Jesus never fails. And this is the experience most of us, if not all of us, have had. Joshua in chapter 24 reviews a great, a great history there. The history over 600 years. If you open to chapter 24 and, and see what Joshua is reminding them of. Remember. Remember. And take this word today and do not forget it. Remember to remember it. Joshua started with the call of Abraham from the Ur of Chaldean. And he took them slowly, slowly into that historical event over 600 years. They went a long way. And you know what? And he quotes God. He quotes God. And if you notice, he says in, in verse 3, Then I took your father Abraham beyond the river. And verse 4, 
I gave Jacob and Esau. I gave Mount Seir to possess it. Then verse 5, I sent Moses. Who's I there? I want to draw your attention. Who's I there? Test. (coughs) Excuse me. It was God. And if you count the eyes in this chapter up to verse 13, do you know how many eyes you will get? You will get, uh, I, I got 16. And, and you have to correct me on that. You might get 17 or 18. That's okay. Okay. You go home and study it because we have no time. I'm trying to beat the clock here. Because you go home and see how many times the Lord repeats himself, I took you on this journey. It, were, it wasn't Moses. It wasn't Joshua. It wasn't the elders. It wasn't the priests or the high priest. I took you by the hand. And I want to remind you today. Remember that on this journey, the Lord is saying to you and to me, I am taking you on this journey. And you're not alone. I have hand in hand. We're going together. Hand in hand. And then he asked them, was God faithful? We heard about his faithfulness today. Was God so faithful? Oh, remember he's telling them. Remember, the man is becoming old. The leader that was young but now old. But he, know, he knows and repeats with, with uh, David. I have seen, I was young but now I'm old. But I have not seen. What Dean? The righteous forsaken. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Remember the faithfulness of God in fulfilling his promises. He told Abraham almost 600 years ago, Abraham, I am going to give you this land. Abraham was one person. He is coming from a heathen background. And he changed him. And Abraham begot a son and his son begot sons and sons. And this is why he repeats, Joshua, the history and how they grew up to be millions to come and occupy the land. And last to the generation that was standing before him, he said, do you remember what happened at the Jordan River? And we know, we know the story how the Lord opened the Jordan River and they crossed on land, dry land. And do you remember what happened to Jericho? Do you remember what happens to the walls of Jericho? Do you remember that you didn't have to do anything? This is why he says, I, the Lord, have done it all. And church, church, let us remember this afternoon what God has done for us. Let us remember. He says, dear Christian, let us, we, of course, they many times said, we want to go back to Egypt, right? And they revolted, and they rebelled, and they, in their hearts, and openly, they worshipped idols. They built an idol, right? They built an idol, a molten image. They denied the Almighty. They intermarried against God's will, became like any other nation. But in His love, when they cried, what did He do? He forgave them. Why? Why? Because he is a faithful God. 
He never changed his mind about them. He said, okay, I'm going to let you die here. I'm not going to let you enter the promised land. No. Because a promise of God is a promise. He fulfilled it. And you know what the Bible says? They wandered. They wandered. He reminded them. They wandered and he said their clothing did not wear out. And nor did their foot swell. God took care of them. And if you're sitting here worried about the future, I want to say this to you. God will never let you down. Do not worry. Do not fret yourself. Do not care about what to eat or drink or dress as long as you are found righteous in his own eyes. He is going to take care of you. Isn't that beautiful to remember that this morning? Isn't that wonderful, children of Israel? You whining, you were whining, you were complaining all the time. What are, going to eat? what are we going to eat? Did he give them food? He didn't need to change their clothes at all. Forty years. Can you imagine me wearing this suit for forty years? It'll stink. He kept them. He took care of them. Their sandals. The same sandals. And why do we live with worries? And let me ask a question. All the worries you've done, you found to be here this, morning, this afternoon in this church listening to the word of God, right? All the worries you've done, they pass away. But remember, yes, we had problems. Yet we had surgeries to go to. But did he bring you out of surgery? You lost your job. Of course, nowadays, it's so rare to find a good job. But did he sustain you? Can we say thank you, Lord, for that? Those who are married, he gave you a wonderful wife or a wonderful husband. He gave you a house. He gave you children, those who are married. And he gave you a good life. And can we look back and say, oh, this is not enough? And they said to him, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Can God? My answer to them, yes, God can. He did not prepare one table. He poured on them. All the food in the world. Until they got sick of it. And we. We the nation of the United States of America. We can say. We hear about hunger. We, see, we hear about famine. We hear about people in, in, in a bad condition. We have everything that God offered us in this wonderful country. Can you say thank you Lord for being in the USA? What we worry about here, whether this is full fat or low fat or non-fat. And we have a choice while others have no choices whatsoever. I'm saying this to encourage you. 
And we never run out. And I hope it will continue to be this way. We want a loaf of bread. You have 60 kinds of loaves of bread to choose from. Which one do you want? While others cannot have a loaf of bread. Look back a little bit. Let us stop. If, if you ever complain, let's not complain. Let's stop to do that and thank God for everything he has given us. He said, I did that for you. I did that for you. And finally, he told them, I gave you a land, because we reached here, on which you had not labored. They came and chased those people who were there because, because God chased them, okay, and gave you this land on which you had not labored, and cities which you had not built. And you have lived in them. You are eating of the vineyards and olive yards which you did not plant. And why are you complaining? God has given them everything and they complained. Are we complaining about anything? So many times we find so many things to complain. And you know what? We are forgetful people. We forget to thank God instead of complaining. Because if we go through a situation, it's only God allowed it to grow us and bless us, change our characters, and make us better Christians. Have you gone through that? So, Lord, thank you. So, Lord, thank you. Give him thanks. And, you know, there's no one like David who gave him thanks. He says, remember his wonders. Did he do wonders with you? Soon we forget the wonders. Soon we forget the miracles. How many times said, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. I went to buy a car and I found the car I wanted and I got it for, on sale. Well, this is a miracle. We say it then, we turn around and forget it. God does miracles with us on a daily basis. You pray for a child, he gives you two instead of one. And you forgot that's a miracle from God. He said, I gave you this. It's not those hands, nor this mind, nor this body. It is God who has poured upon us blessings a lot. If they complained, let them complain. If they whined, let them whine. But thank God for his faithfulness. He never paid them back for how they treated him. Instead, he loved them more and blessed them more. We cannot take advantage of that, though he's treating us even better nowadays. He's treating, he's giving us more. He gave us more than what he gave them. He gave us a Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to lead us. He is our commander-in-chief. Joshua was theirs, but we have Jesus Christ who leads us. And he is a commander who never lost a battle and we will, he will never lose one. Amen. Stick to him. And remember, take, take a minute. And think about your life. 
Remember first and foremost how he saved you. At a certain place, at one time, the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart, convicted you of your sins, and you came to him. And life changed, took a different dimension. (coughs) And you became a new person. You have a new life. You have a loving wife. You have a loving husband. You have children around you. You sing a new song. You have a job. You have everything. Every blessing he can bless you with. It's because at certain time you came to the Lord Jesus Christ. Children of God. Remember the day you got saved. And then you know what? You will be thrilled with joy again. Remember. You know what David said? Return to me the joy of your salvation. He forgot about it. He forgot about it. And we forget where we were and where we are now. Do you have good health? Remember the good health he blessed you with and the joy to be a child of God. And here he's pressing on them, Joshua, just don't forget. Though I'll be gone, Don't forget the blessings of God. Continue. And thank God it says, Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who survived Joshua and had known all the deeds of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Generation goes and generation comes. But the Lord stays forever. He is the one to lead and he is the one To bless. How many people read the bulletins? Oh, thank God, we have about 10%, 15%. 200, well, we have have 20, okay. Did you? It's okay. All right. I'm one of, many times I don't read it, so I, I, but I read it this, this month. And I read a poem in it, and I want to read it to you on this occasion. Someone wrote, today upon a bus, it's a nice poem, I mean, bear with me. I saw a lovely maid with golden hair. I envied her. She seemed so happy, and how I wished I were so fair. When suddenly she rose to leave, I saw her hobble down the aisle. She had one foot and wore a crutch. But as she passed, a smile. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two feet. The world is mine. And when I stopped to buy some sweets... The lad who served me had such charm. He seemed to radiate good cheer. His manner was so kind and warm. I said, it's nice to deal with you. Such courtesy I seldom find. He turned and said, I thank you, sir. And then I saw that he was blind. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two eyes, 
The world is mine. Then, when walking down the street, I saw a child with eyes of blue. He stood and watched the others play. It seems he knew not what to do. I stopped a moment. Then I said, why don't you join the others, dear? He looked ahead without a word. And then I knew he could not hear. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. I have two ears. The world is mine. With feet to take me where I go. With eyes to see the sunsets glow. With ears to hear what I would know. I am blessed indeed. The world is mine. Oh God, forgive me when I whine. Does that touch you? When I read it, I cried. And I'm holding my tears. Now, if you remember all his blessings, each family has a different blessing. But I know we all have these blessings. This is what Thanksgiving is, is to remember the blessings and thank God for them. Okay. If you remember the blessings God has given you at this moment, how would you like to respond? I said two hours today. Dean, hours, two hours. Okay. Remember... And respond. How would you like to respond? How do we respond to his blessings? Joshua responded. You know what he did? He said, I want to tell you. He's a leader. He's a leader. And he set the example. He said, my response. Nation. Nation. Millions. My response. As for me. And my household. Please say it with me. We shall serve the Lord. Don't you think this is a good response? God has saved us. God has brought us from different backgrounds. Why don't we go out and be ambassadors for him? Why don't we go and serve him? And if we did not receive him as savior. Why don't we have this thrill? Today, I say, Lord, I give you my heart. Take me and change me so I can be truly thankful to you. David, in Psalm 116, two more minutes and we're, done, we're out. In Psalm 116, he expresses himself so good there about David and his response to God. Look at that. He says, what shall I render? How can I repay you? In verse 12. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? He says, I shall lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I want to tell the whole world. Be a true testimony for the Lord Jesus. And he says, thou hast loosed my bonds. To thee I shall offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. If you think the Lord has done miracles in your life. If you think the Lord has sustained you. If you think the Lord has blessed you. If you remember all the blessing you have had. Okay, please open your mouth. Not as a duty. 
but from a heart filled with thanksgiving and gratitude. Be a true witness to him and don't serve him half-hearted, but give it your all. You and I owe him our lives. Is it too much if we say thank you? Let's pray. Our Father, we are so thankful that we are here still, Lord. That you blessed us with good health, with families, with lives, hopefully to honor you. Help us to grow on a daily basis closer to you. We give you thanks, O Lord, for all what you have done. And we say, continue your blessings. If we ask you, Lord, Continue your blessings upon us. And may we never forget. Like the lepers who forgot. But we always go back. And say thank you. In Jesus name. We thank you. Amen. Amen. The meeting is over. Soon we'll be having a good lunch together. Whatever happens. Be thankful. And God bless you all.